upholding scientific research and discovery in respect, as we should, we must also be alert to the equal and opposite danger that public policy could itself become the captain of a scientific technological elite. Signed a climate convention on the importance of economic instruments and free markets were included in this mammoth uh, Agenda 21 document and the Rio Declaration. Uh, let me be clear on one fundamental point. Uh, the United States fully intends to be the world's preeminent leader in protecting the global environment. Coming up, Technocracy News. Greeting friends from around the world. Patrick Wood here, Editor-in-Chief of Technocracy News and Trends. You've come to the right place to hear about technocracy. In fact, this is the only website on the entire internet that deals exclusively with the critical analysis of technocracy. And every week and every day, this is the story that we will cover, everything relating to technocracy. There are now over 4,000 articles on technocracy.news that deal with the historic and current nature of technocracy. I encourage you to go there and do a little research, look around. There's a great search engine there that will give you any article that contains keywords that you might be looking up. And today we're going to be, again, talking about some of the deeper things behind technocracy. The world has gone mad. I'm sure you agree. Everywhere you look in the news today, it seems like things get crazier and crazier every single day. I'm not going to delve into that too much to discuss the particulars of all the things going on in the news because this is not a general news program. This is about technocracy. So we're going to take a look at a couple of other things. I'm going to show you a couple of articles on my website. We're just going to discuss them in relation to technocracy. The first thing we're going to do is take a look at an article that was written by a friend of mine this week by the name of Leo Homan. He's a great journalist, um, comes from the East Coast, and he's uh, often writing about blockbuster topics that really hit the mark. This one I have titled, Do What Thou Wilt Shall Be the Whole of the Law. You might have heard that before. You might know who this picture is of this person on the screen here. It's Aleister Crowley, one of the most evil men of the last century perhaps one of the most evil men of all history. In fact, he was so evil that even his friends said he was evil, and those are the people that liked him. The people that didn't like him, of course, well, they really said he was a Satanist and an evil person, and they didn't want anything to do with him. So, this is a phrase that he coined. This is his religious statement. Do what thou wilt. That means... Get rid of the law. Do what you want to do. Don't be controlled by anybody. Don't do what anybody else says. You do what you want to do. And that should be the whole of the law for you. Well, I wrote at the top of this article, this satanic mantra was created by the early 1900s occultist Aleister Crowley, who was arguably one of the most evil men who lived in the 20th century. As the world turns to self-centered lawlessness today, it's no shock that satanic chaos reigns supreme as mobs destroy America. Chaz and Chad, or 
chop or whatever it is in Seattle, lawless and chaotic. Progressive liberalism eh, makes its own law as it goes forward. Mobs of looters and destroyers, I think you get the point. Lawlessness seems to be the way things are going today. The 20th century Christian philosopher Francis Schaeffer noted in 1978 that when the natural cohesion of the Christian consensus in society disappears, which it was disappearing in those days, by the way, the chaos that results will ultimately require the imposition of an external control by a manipulative elite. And yes, he actually used the term technocrat to describe such an elite. I encourage you to read this article in its entirety. Leo is a guy who understands Marxism, Leninism, socialism, communism, etc. He's also a guy that understands technocracy. And you'll see how this fits in as you read the article. I'm not going to read the article to you because you can go and read it yourself, of course. But I am going to read you just a short statement out of uh, the book, How Should We Then Live? by Francis Schaeffer, because I cite him here in my comments. And he cites a book. The name of this uh, book is, of course, How Should We Then Live? But he makes reference to an author by the name of Daniel Bell. He's now deceased. At the time this book was written in 1976, he was not deceased. I happen to have a copy of this book that, I'm, that he's citing from here. It's called um, The Coming of Post-Industrial Society by Daniel Bell. And so this is what Francis Schaeffer has to say as he cites Daniel Bell. He says, Daniel Bell, professor of sociology at, at Harvard University, sees an elite composed of select individuals. He writes in The Coming of the Post-Industrial Society, 1973, in the chapter titled, Who Will Rule? That the university or some other knowledge institute will become the central institution of the next hundred years because of its role as the new source of innovation and knowledge. He says that crucial decisions will come from government, but more and more, the decisions of both business and government will be predicated on government-sponsored research and because of the intricately linked nature of their consequences, the decisions will have an increasingly technical character. Society thus turns into a technocracy where, quote, the determining influence belongs to the technicians of the administration and of the economy. Bell sees that in the final analysis, the whole state, its business, its education, its government, even the daily pattern of the ordinary man's life becomes a matter of control by the technocratic elite. They are the only ones who know how to run the complicated machinery of society. And they will then, in collision with the government elite, have all the power necessary to manage it. Wow, that was back in 1968 that Francis Schaeffer rose this, actually 1976, excuse me, that Francis Schaeffer penned these words. He absolutely nailed it, and so did Daniel Bell. And Daniel Bell, by the way, was no friend of 
freedom and liberty. But he did have an astute analysis of where society was headed. He argued and disputed, by the way, with Zbigniew Brzezinski, who was a co-founder of the Trilateral Commission in 1973. Nothing substantive, however, just the means to the end. But they both pretty much arrived at the same conclusion, that technocracy is straight ahead. Well, we happen to be straight ahead today. We're here. We see technocracy rising up all around us. And as again, as you look at the chaos in cities like Seattle and um, in Atlanta and other cities, Baltimore, around the, war, around the country, don't think for a minute that this is about a Marxist revolution, even though there are Marxist, Marxist reactionists, reactionaries working these rallies. Yes, there are. But look at who's funding these things. It's being funded by the same global elite who funded technocracy in the first place, the same people. And that includes even individuals and NGOs like, for instance, George Soros, this Open Society Foundation. But other foundations are lathering money on Black Lives Matter and Antifa like never before. At last count, there's well over $500 million that has been spent into these organizations to destroy America. And you say, what is it, what's going on here? How, is, how could this be? How could the global elite who have all this money be the ones that are paying these people to destroy what they work so hard to build. If you understand technocracy, it makes perfect sense. These Marxists, these looters, these people that are destroying property, taking over city blocks, declaring independence from the United States, these are the useful idiots of technocracy today. That's all. They're just useful idiots. They'll be the first ones to get thrown under the bus when technocracy takes over. And technocracy is coming, as you know. Well, maybe you don't know, but it is. It'd be good to do some study on it if you're unsure about it. The next article that I want to point out here is called Eco-Tyrants. Only ecological Leninism can stop global warming. Now, I've stated from the beginning of this great panic of 2020, that's what I call it, instead of just talking about the pandemic itself, but the great panic of 2020 is an issue that's separate from the virus called COVID-19. So it's a different thing. The panic is an orchestrated, manufactured panic by the same people who created global warming panic in the first place. Now we see them dovetailing, and I encourage you to read this article in full and get the idea. It came from Breitbart, written by Thomas Williams, a PhD. And the idea here is he's reporting on what leftists are saying now, what the uh, what the ecological alarmists are saying. You can call them eco-tyrants if you want, because they are. They're just that. They're tyrants. They're trying to browbeat and panic you into accepting sustainable development. And now they're saying that only ecological Leninism can stop global warming. Well, Greta Thunberg, I mean, she never heard the likes of this. Ecological Leninism. That's serious business, I think, isn't it? I wrote at the top of this article, in every conceivable way, climate and pandemic alarmism are dancing to the same music while racing toward the same common goal of sustainable development, a.k.a. technocracy. Technocracy News first revealed this within days 
of the very start of the COVID-19 panic. And you say, well, how did you do that? Well, when I saw that the same people who were responsible for climate alarmism were the ones that were orchestrating the computer models coming out of the same universities in London, that was a dead giveaway. Same people, same faulty computer models, same MO, same goal, create panic and alarm in the public mind. But ah, what is the conclusion that they want you to draw from this? Well, now we see as all of the climate alarmist people jump on a bandwagon here, what they're saying now is, this is going to be the great reset. This is going to be the cannon fodder that we need to drive this thing home once and for all. What we need is something really, really dramatic. So how about, yeah, ecological Leninism? That's what they're saying. To survive the schemes of these eco-tyrants, their titanic war against capitalism and free enterprise must not be ignored or underestimated. America's future will be determined by our near-term response to this. Inaction on our part means victory on their part. I'll say it again, this is an existential threat to America. Don't think it's just a bunch of crazies running around that lost their mind that want to riot. That's not just what it is. If you're looking at those particulars, you're looking at the wrong picture. You need to expand your vision and look upward at the people who are manipulating this whole scenario because they have a specific agenda that they're working towards, the destruction of our economy, the destruction of our economic system. They want to implement a resource-based economic system where they will control all the resources. They will tell you what you are allowed to consume on a daily basis, even an hour-by-hour -hour basis. They will remove private property from the entire planet. They will own everything, and you will live at their instance. Not only that, you will live according to algorithm. Rulers are not going to be needed in the future. All it needed really is just the algorithm, the artificial intelligence that tells you what you can and cannot do. That can all be programmed in and just push one button and everybody's controlled. Just that simple. And in the meantime, they can be busy harvesting the benefits of economic activity, which they control down to the gnat's whisker. This is an article I encourage you to read. It's very insightful. Don't underestimate these people. It's not just that they're crazy, maybe in your mind, but they are diabolical and persistent in their goal to bring this about. It's been almost five years now since the head of climate change at the United Nations declared open hostility and war towards capitalism and free enterprise. Oh, people just dismissed it back then. It's, oh, that's just a, the rantings of a crazy woman. Well, she wasn't crazy. She was a woman, but she wasn't crazy. And she said it like it was. The United Nations has an intention to do this. They have the means to do it, obviously, because they've done it. And don't forget, the World Health Organization is part of the United Nations. It's just one of their agencies. All of their agencies 
act and work in lockstep with each other. They're not separate where this one over here does one thing, this one over there does something else, and they're independent. Not hardly. They all march to the same drumbeat, and that is sustainable development and the sustainable development goals. The leadership of the United Nations has been very careful to implement this from the top down, where every agency is in line and in tune with these master goals of the United Nations. So the WHO is completely complicit in this as they have thrown their two cents in to the great panic of 2020 to make sure it gets traction. And it did get traction. And it's still getting traction. Because now as contradictions come out of the World Health Organization, well, you should wear face masks. No, you shouldn't wear face masks. Back and forth. And Well, this drug is good to treat uh, COVID-19, oh, that drug's not any good anymore. This one over here is better. We're waiting for the vaccine. The vaccine is coming. You'll see. You know what? Technocrats always bet on the future. They always are betting on some future thing. For the most part, that future thing never takes place. But as you learn how to understand the, the mindset of technocrats, they're always betting on the come. In other words, what's in the future? Ooh, we're going to do this. We're going to accomplish this. This is going to be great. You'll see. We're going to create that utopia, that nirvana, that everybody will be happy. They always have this future thing that they're looking at. They're not too good at realizing it, and they're not very good at handling the current, you know, just the day, the current day, but they always have great plans for the future. And that's the United Nations, of course. They say, oh, they got great plans for the future. They want to convert the world into a sustainable development economic system, which is technocracy. I, by the way, I had a whole chapter dedicated to that in my most recent book, Technocracy, The Hard Road to World Order. Sustainable development is historic technocracy. They simply changed the name. Just because you change the name doesn't mean that the substance of it has changed. That kind of is like the old adage that a rose by any other name is still a rose. You can call it whatever you want, but a rose is a rose. So I encourage you to read this article. Lastly, I'm going to show you a YouTube video. I'm not going to play it at all. I just want to show you what the title is. The title of this video is OSHA says masks don't work and violate OSHA oxygen levels. This is done by a new friend of mine, Peggy Hall. She's the head and the spokesman for the Healthy American. And I'll tell you what, you listen to this, you will want to listen to other videos by Peggy Hall. And she has a YouTube channel. It's not a giant channel like some places, but I'll tell you, she's hitting the nail on the head. Absolutely hitting the nail on the head here. We talked about face masks multiple times on Technocracy News. In fact, uh, my friend, Dr. Russell Blaylock, the renowned neurosurgeon who is known all around the world, by the way, as being an expert in his field. He's retired, but he's still writing. He's a prolific writer, and he's a great mind. He wrote the article for Technocracy News on face masks. Many of you have read it. I expect all of you have. There, there have been hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views of that article. Well, I asked him to write that article for me because, you know, there was just nothing out there that really covered what people could understand. So I said, we need an article. We need something that's kind of down out of the loft, you know, where people can get at it and understand it. And can you kind of make it so everybody gets it? And he did. 
hit the nail on the head. Well, people, the secondary wave of this are people like Peggy Hall now who had just taken the, the bull by the horns, wrestled it to the ground, and she's found a remarkable story buried in the depths of OSHA. And you know who OSHA is, the Occupational Health and Safety Administration. That's an agency of our government. OSHA is often an agency that has meddled in the affairs of manufacturers and employers and stuff over the de decades, and a lot of people don't like OSHA. But OSHA does have a place in the world. And the OSHA website, which is an official agency, it says, look folks, face masks don't cut it. It says plainly in OSHA document that face masks are not a protection for receiving or preventing any disease and secondly, that they decrease the level of oxygen in the air that you breathe. And they have very specific regulations on this. I will say, you need to listen to her video, by the way, but I will say this. Every employer in America that is requiring their employees to wear face masks needs to be reported to OSHA for violation of OSHA regulations on the wearing of face mask in the workplace, period, end of subject. They are in violation. You listen to this video, you will see the documentation she shows from OSHA's own website. There's all kinds of risk involved with face masks, but I have to say that OSHA has nailed it in this case, and nobody's listening to OSHA, nobody's paying attention to OSHA. Well, these employers of the world, or at least in America, that are demanding that their employees wear face masks, they are going to get the spanking of their life, and they should. This whole political mantra that's been layered onto the great panic of 2020, that everybody needs to wear face masks, it's ludicrous, it's political, it's manipulative, it's ludicrous, it's just flat out stupid and wrong. Peggy Hall has nailed it with OSHA, and you need to listen to that. Well, having said all that, I've probably said enough for today. But I do want to point out that a couple of things have happened today that I'm going to do. One is, if you're listening to this on YouTube, I'm going to ask you to like it, give it a thumbs up. It really helps other people who come and say, well, should I listen to that video or not? Secondly, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, would you please just click the subscribe button? You'll get a notice on when new videos are posted. Now, several users have asked if it's possible to put the audio stream back on Podbean, which used to be the primary repository for my audio-only podcast. Those people, some of those people, have contacted me and said, you know, we listen on the fly, we listen in our car, we don't have time or bandwidth to get the video. Can you just give us the audio again? Well, with this particular episode today, I'm going to create an, a separate audio stream and put that up on Podbean without the video. So if you want to listen to the audio only, go to podbean.com go to or technocracy.studio. That's where the, the URL is. And you can listen to just the audio. If you want to listen to the video, well, move over to YouTube and listen to it there. I'll be posting it on a couple of other places as well, like 
probably Facebook and Twitter and perhaps on LinkedIn as well. But YouTube is an easy way. Everybody knows how to use YouTube. You can get in and do it. Now, secondly, if you haven't gotten on the mailing list for technocracy.news, you really should do that. I post three very carefully curated articles every day on technocracy. It is not overwhelming. It is not completely time-consuming. You can catch the headlines and get the gist of articles. You can read some of them in detail. You'll get the idea quickly. So get on the mailing list and you'll receive the summary of those articles in your mailbox every day. And lastly, if you have a mind to support this broadcast, I'm not monetizing this on YouTube. You'll notice that there's no ads on either end of the video or in the middle or whatever. If you want to support my work and the work of Technocracy News and Trends, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash technocracy. And there's a page there that will let you give a small monthly donation of any kind or larger if you'd like. Everything is, is accepted and appreciated. Many people just give $2 a month. And I'll tell you, that $2 a month is not going to make all of our bills, obviously. But let me tell you what an encouragement is to me personally. When people say, I'm with you, and I don't, maybe I don't have very much money to give, but I'm with you, and here's $2 a month. That speaks more to me than almost anything else you can think of. And I really appreciate it. I need more people to stand with me because I need a lot of encouragement in this work. <laughs> you may say, well, you've got a maid. You've got the, all the research. You've got the knowledge. You've got the history. That's true. But have you seen the shape that our country's in these days? Yeah, you get my point. I have to do this day in and day out. And every time I see somebody's eyes open up and all of a sudden they're saying, oh, I get it for the first time. This is what I live for here. So if you can help out, it's greatly appreciated. And if you can't, that's still appreciated that you're listening to this all the way to the end. And all I can say is to all of you, as you have weathered through this one, is God bless you and don't give up. We're in this together for sure, but we're in it to win. We're not in it to lose. We're not in it to be down at the mouth. We're in it to make a difference to the people that we love and the people we know and others in our communities as well. I'm Patrick Wood for Technocracy News and Trends. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.